All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Great Iron Zero's podcast. It's Monday, October 18th at 5.30 p.m. We're back and we're both hungover. Yep, I would say arguably the most so in the history of the show so far. Yeah. Uh, not only uh, because of the atrocious yeah. Lions performance at Ford Field against the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend, but also shout out to one of our dear friends on the, on the podcast here. Uh, getting married this weekend, a big banger Congrats. of a party Saturday night, so going into the Lions game. Oh, dream team. <laughs> going into the Lions game, we are rolling on about five hours of sleep-ish. Not so. enough. Not enough, uh, but nonetheless, we're bringing you this content because we love you all. Yeah. Also, thank you for uh, tuning back in after our little bye week. Yeah. Took a little mid-season, or not even mid-season, I guess quarter season bye week here. We had an early one this season, but uh, yeah, just had to yeah. take, take a week here, so we're going to jump back in. Yeah, and uh, I mean, what a, what a phenomenal week to jump back in on. We have some juicy stuff, and let's talk about it. A lot, uh, lot more, lot more juicy games than the uh, the Lions won this week. There's yes, a lot more to talk about. Absolutely, we're uh, gonna be uh, shot. Well, I'm gonna be shotgunning a beer uh, for follow the money since I failed to go three and zero. And what what poor timing for that? But yeah. here we are. <laughs> uh, and then we will recap that atrocious Lions game, and then uh, I think we have the fantastic fantasy corner. If we get there, if we let's get see. There. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. All right, let's talk about it. Let's talk Um, Al, what do you want to talk about? Um, I feel like, oh my God. I feel like you always put me on the spot here with the segment. First one to go. It's fine. No biggie. Uh, do you want me to go first? No, it's okay. Okay. I uh, I want to talk about teams that I'm officially out on. Yes. Uh, this is this. uh, this is the point in the season where I'm starting to see enough from yeah. a couple teams. Six, where six games, I feel like that's a good amount. You know, there's there's just some teams where maybe the records aren't even that bad. Some of these yeah. guys are, but yeah, I've just I've kind of seen enough to know that they aren't they aren't going to be contenders this year. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Teams might turn it around halfway through the season, but I feel like more often than not, your identity is exposed within these first six games. Yeah, well, some of these teams are had a better start and a more recent oh kind of fall, but mm-hmm. bottom line is, uh, I think I think we're starting to see. Their, their true colors at this point. I didn't list anyone like obviously the Lions, the Jaguars, the, the yeah. you know the teams Dolphins. that we know. Right. Well, I did list them actually, oh. but yeah. uh, okay. teams that we know that are like okay, they're based Jets, Giants, yeah. they're basement. Okay, yeah, teams. No, that's, like that's having the Dolphins on there is fair. They had aspirations this season. So here's my here's my list. Uh, so yeah, Miami Dolphins would be uh, number one. Another AFC East team that I'm out on. I'm out on the Patriots. Oh wow! I'm out on them, uh, and then the Washington football team, yep, and the Denver Broncos close it out for me. Oh yeah, I am. I'm out on all three. Um, and uh, I guess we can start with Miami. Um, you know they they lose to Jacksonville and London this week. Um, and I mean it doesn't get any lower than that. Well, I know you can make all sorts of uh, all sorts of excuses for them being that. Oh, it's the early slot. It's the you know London is the Jaguars' second home. 
you know, urban and need need to rally the team, get the win, yada, yada. Okay, if you're Brian Flores, and this is a team that we were talking about this year as like a potential like higher-end AFC team. Playoffs. They should have smashed the Jaguars. Yeah. This should have been a bloodbath, and this should be with Tua. Yeah. Tua's Tua. back. Your starting quarterback is back, and this is the kind of game that if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm going, get me Deshaun Watson, get me – Figure out what you do. He's he he's part of he's the biggest part of the problem. And when you when you're not rolling a team who's crumbling internally, like it's, it's not even at Jacksonville. Yeah. It's it's a neutral site. Neutral pretty site. much. I mean, Jacksonville is basically uh I'm sorry, London is basically Jacksonville Jacksonville's second home. They just love playing there. I don't know what it is. But uh I I would be very curious to hear what their record is in London. But um, I don't think Brian, Brian Flores needs to to be too worried about anything like no, not job, job security, security wise. I, no. I think that it's okay for him to kind of have, have a bad year with Tua right now. I think Tua will be the scapegoat of this roster. And here's here's the downfall for them though. I was looking at the mock draft order for next year already. They lost their first round pick, right? They traded it away. The Eagles are picking second, oh. and I think they're picking seventh wow. and ninth. Wow. So they had three first round picks all in the top 10 currently. So that really sucks for the Dolphins. And like, what, uh, what did they have to trade with Houston? I assume that they're going to, they're going to have to give up like three first round draft picks. They're probably going to have to give up to a, which I mean, like, obviously. Um, He'd be getting a bargain fire sale price for him at this point. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like they're looking at him like, Dude, I, we don't even know if this guy can be our franchise quarterback. We right. suck. Right. But moving on from Miami, they're one of my teams. Um, yeah. Keeping it in division, the Patriots. This uh, one kind of shocks me. Yeah. Well, I, I just, I, I've just, I've seen enough. I, yeah. I just, I don't think that I didn't, I didn't think that they would be, look this bad at this point in the year. Yeah. I mean, I know they've had some stiffer competition in a couple of games with the Cowboys and the Bucks and stuff, but, but even like, so they, they lose. In overtime to the Cowboys, they lose on a, or yeah, I mean like they had a chance with the Bucks, but missed that field goal at the last second. But then they go and barely beat the Texans. It's it's just one of these teams where I can't sit here like Miami and say that hey, there's all of these glaring problems. It's just I've just seen enough to know that I feel like they're not going to be a contender this year. No, I don't think so either. They, they've lost a lot of close ones, and I feel like that's like the difference between a contender and somebody who should be playing for the bottom of the barrel. To be honest, I really do think, because we didn't really get to cover it on last week's show because we had our bye week, but I think that the Stefan Gilmore trade, I think it oh, yeah. says something a little bit. Yeah. Because I know that they were talking about it in the offseason. They're talking about shipping him off anyways because his contract, yada, yada, but like, if you're a team who's like, we're going to go make a run for a Super Bowl, you don't ship off a defensive player of the year midseason for a six-round pick. Yeah. I mean, I, Bills, they, Bills always he does things different. Yeah. He does things different. He, really he wheels does. and deals nonstop. So yeah. it is very on brand for him. But for right now, I've seen enough from them to know that I think this is going to be another year where they miss the postseason. And but I'm not saying they're a bad team. They've, they've done some good stuff so far. But it's just mm-hmm. like, this isn't their year. No, definitely not. Mac Jones looked a lot better yesterday. Uh, that one pick where he threw to Trayvon Diggs was uh, 
I guess inevitable. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is I mean, this guy guy's just going to get a pick every single game? We were watching the game together, and I was, and I was, I told you, I think that a couple more games like this, and he's pretty much cementing his, uh, his name as the defensive player of the oh, year. Oh yeah, for sure. He's, uh, he's had a ton of great plays so far, and I know yeah. he's, you know, I know his coverage has been kind of hit and miss in some areas, but just the picks yeah. alone, I know, we'll put crazy. him in the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and my last two teams here, uh, the Washington Football Team and the Denver Broncos. Funny enough, they they're kind of similar to me. They kind of like they both mm. have good to good to decent defenses, yeah. and on paper they should be better, better than they are. Yeah, uh, but their quarterback problems are definitely holding them back. And it's not like a it's not like a, a Jared Goff situation where there's just like he's playing so bad that it's like there's no redeemable qualities. Henneke's yeah. okay, Bridgewater's okay, but yeah. they're just okay. Yeah. And that's their they miss throws. They yeah. miss throws. They're not they're not special and they're not yeah. going to elevate their teams. And I didn't think Fitzmagic was going to do much better for Washington, to be honest with you. But uh I think these two teams are also kind of in that window where there's clearly better teams in the division, like the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Cowboys, who are just gonna one up them and they are not gonna have the magical runs that people were hoping they would have. Yeah, that's a good I uh, couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, Denver, I mean, that was some fraudulent behavior. Oh, yeah. Big to go 3-0 and and then 0-3. Big time pretender stuff, yeah. Yeah, for like, sure. That's brutal. And, I mean, it makes so much sense now, too, looking at it, because what their combined opponents for the first three games were 0-9. And, <laughs> and I, I'm really doubling back on the Broncos because I remember a couple of shows ago, I was like, you know what, they're better than – you thought they were maybe, yeah. and and now I'm kind of looking at. Them, I'm like, no, they're about what we thought they were. Yeah, no, that's so. Yep. So that's that's on me. I uh, I know. Let me got something there. Yeah. Um, oh, that's negative points for me. I'll accept that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about taunting penalties and how they are ruining this league. They were they were the biggest problem of the season uh, this week. I feel like yeah, like I, I heard about them on a lot more broadcasts than I feel like so far this season because like it's so atrocious and it's also like hypocritical. Like it's it's so weird like what they call taunting because obviously like our number one case in point for this week was Tracy Walker's taunting penalty where he um, he laid out I think T Higgins. Uh, gave him a good shot, and then the ball bounces back into a, a Warrior's hands for the interception. And right as Tracy Walker realizes it's a pick, he gets up, flexes on T. Higgins, and then just runs. And it's like, come on. Like, what What are we doing here? We can't do that to another grown man. Yeah. Is, I, his feelings going to be hurt? Well, it's 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 just a kicking the nuts penalty it's just yeah. like a it's a it's a was a 15 yarder 15 yarder from the dead ball spot and the, but then you but then it's so confusing because you have a couple plays later you have you know one of the one of the bengals players score a touchdown and they're running around doing a dance in the end zone and like yeah. literally like taunting like, the other team that's even they're, they're taunting even, literally even not as bad as that like bengals player any and this is not just bengals players this is literally anybody as soon as they get a first down, they get up and they do the first down motion. Is yeah. that not taunting? Well, I think there's some specific verbiage about it being like, I don't know, targeted at another player. If they're, yeah. uh, like also like if they're like behind them or not or something. There's like there's all it's there's so specific. Stupid. 
wordage that they try to justify it, but it's just a dumbass rule. And just I, I'm I'm sick of these kind of rules making it no fun league again. When was uh when was the last time we had a maybe it was roughing the passer like a couple years ago? Like they just were going absolutely bonkers with roughing the passer <laughs> calls. Yeah, like I, this is like the last. Well, that that and then the year that they the year after the Mikel Roby Coleman pass interference call. Remember they changed some of those rules a little bit. I remember the year after they're going fucking bananas with that too. Was he? Was that the one against the Saints? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed the rules yeah. of the league after that one, and, and they were fast and furious about it. I think they, I think they ended up putting it back how it was after like a year. Well, yeah, because <laughs> like, I mean, like the ref missed the call. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't like you know the penalty's fault. It's not like how they they did us dirty against Dallas where they picked that penalty up because they didn't see it being pass interference. Like that should have deemed a, a penalty change. Now if it's like if it's something that's like very aggressive and it's like actually a, pro- a problematic taunt and it's like yeah. something like offensive like, you know, like language-wise or like slur-wise, yeah. like something like that like hell yeah, I get that. Yeah. But like I don't get flexing yeah. Or doing a little dance, or just that yeah. kind of stuff. Like these guys are grown men making millions of dollars. It's okay, like, and it's like at the end they, of the they day, they can handle. Too, they got thick skin. You know, this is um, it's funny. This is kind of like a similar situation that we had with Cam Newton a couple of years back, um, when he was just killing teams. He would always score a touchdown, and right when he scored the touchdown, dude, it was actually so funny to watch. This guy would celebrate five different ways <laughs> after he scored a touchdown. First thing he would do. Is he would get up, do the Superman logo, yep, right? Do like the little dance. Then he would literally track the ball down. He would go and rip the ball out of the ref's hands, and then go run and give it to a kid in the stands. And then you would see him like make a victory lap around the fucking stadium, <laughs> just you know putting his hands up. And then he gets back to the sideline, and everybody's celebrating with him. It's like the guy won the Super Bowl on every touchdown. It's very on brand. Yeah. And teams would get so pissed at him. Teams would be like slapping the ball out of his hands, like not allowing him to do any of that stuff. And at the end of the day, man, if it makes you that mad, stop him. Right. (laughs) Right. There's a reason they're dunking on you. Yeah. Like you deserve to get taunted because you messed up. (laughs) Well, bottom line, lighten up NFL. You know, this stuff does not need to result in a 15-yard penalty unless it's like actually a terrible taunt. I mean, you're taking fun out of the game. Just stop. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Well, should we move on here to uh, follow the money? Follow the money. I feel like you're trying to uh, bide some time before you have to slam this delicious-looking oh, cocktail you brought no. over. I'm excited. I can't wait to do it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. God, this is a odd side. Pineapple and pink guava goose style beer. That is going to hurt going down. Uh, it's not going to feel good. Crazy bitch! Oh, man. Oh, it doesn't look fun. He's not shotgunning either, folks. He's actually just chugging it because he didn't want to explode a beer can in my basement. So he's just slamming oh. the whole thing. <laughs> oh, all right. Whoa. Get out, bitch! You play to win the game. That's right, baby. Did you go on three again? No, no. I went one and two. All right, good. Uh, you went two and one. Uh, you're looking absolutely fantastic through the year. And technically, I think the one game that you lost. Oh, no. Um, 
yes, the one game you lost was Denver money line against Pittsburgh. Uh, and they lost by, I think, like maybe a touchdown. Yeah. And they had a chance to tie it. So, I mean, it was very close. All right. Well, good on me. Uh, my only win was uh, Kansas City and Buffalo over 56, which they barely hit. Yeah. Uh, you were you were the most uh, indecisive about that, too. I remember when we recorded uh, so that. You was, were very like, uh, I don't know. That was um, Seattle and the LA Rams. Over oh, under. oh, that's right. That's right. And that one ended up going under. That's, that's, I was on the fence about it. And hey, you, you know who else is going under after that game? The Seahawks. Oh, Geno yeah. Smith. Yeah. My God. Have fun tough, with that, people. Tough, tough, tough. Um, I have a little propose change um, to this segment. I remember when you said, uh, I, I said uh, New England minus nine and a half against Houston. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I don't think that should be a $55 bet. Agreed. It should not have been because they didn't cover. Um, so good thing neither one of us took that one. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm thinking I can just list out three games and then you decide how much you want to put down on it. So we kind of can uh, we can make can our budget. Choose. Okay. Uh, okay, I want to do fifty-five dollars on that one. Okay, thirty dollars okay. on that one. Well, we're 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 spicing this up. We're adding a little yeah. wild card flair in the middle of the season to it. Okay, I, I can combine that. All right. So, uh, so now we have a weekly budget, and there's not assigned value to games. There's just you have a budget, and you can assign whatever value you want to a game. Um, let's keep it fifty-five, thirty, fifteen. Okay. Um. And just keep those numbers, okay. but you get to choose what your what any of the spreads, any of the over unders, any of the money lines. You're like, I want to do fifty five dollars on that one because I that's what I'm what I'm most confident in. Okay, it's All no right. longer me deciding like what you're confident in. I love it. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So for the spreads this week on the road. All right. Let me also disclaim this. I hate the board this week. Hate it. It's bad last week, too. Yeah. Honestly. Did not like it. Um, so, on the spreads, we have Carolina going to the New York Giants, minus three. Uh, Carolina coming off, I think, two pretty tough losses. Three. Three? Well, they, they, they got started, killed by Dallas. They started 3-0, and oh, and now yeah. they've gone 0-3 in the last couple of weeks. They almost made my teams. I don't believe in anymore, but yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there with them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they got crushed by Dallas and then tough loss against Philadelphia, which they should have won. And then they lose in overtime to Minnesota yesterday. So, uh, Carolina minus three on the road against the Giants. Cleveland at home Thursday night football versus Denver. They are minus four. Uh, and then the Las Vegas Raiders coming off a good win against the Denver Broncos. Uh, minus three at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. All right. Uh, for the over-unders, we have Kansas City and Tennessee, 56-and-a-half. Again, uh, I'll kill that every day of the week. Uh, thought this was a nice little spicy one to throw in there. Detroit versus the LA Rams, 50-and-a-half, which I thought was a little high. I I don't want to even touch the Lions the rest of this year. I yeah. picked them for a survivor pool in another week because I was still drunk from the wedding. So yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm officially out of survivor pool now, which uh, really hurts. Well, but... no, I, I you took that money line. So, yeah, I'm still drunk now. That was a yeah. test. You took the Chargers 
in the survivor that's pool, what it was and yep. they got killed yeah um the new york jets and the new england patriots i thought this one was a little spicy 42 and a half on that total uh also a little side note on that one uh kind of crazy that they uh are already playing against each other again bad bad schedule I guess so. I guess. Uh, uh, finally, for the money lines, uh, I thought this one was a little spicy. I don't know how it's going to go. Indianapolis on the road, uh, Sunday night football against San Francisco. They're plus 165. Uh, if the Colts lost yesterday, I would have disliked this one a lot. Yeah. But yeah, after yesterday, yeah, after yesterday, I think it's a little more sex appeal in that game. Uh, this one is uh, how bad can they be? The Miami Dolphins are plus 115 at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, boy. Uh, and then finally, uh, this one is, are they for real? The Cincinnati Bengals are plus 245 on the road against Baltimore. Wow, that one's really spicy. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, you are by far leading the way uh, throughout this season. And uh, you go ahead. Take the first pick. All right. I think uh, there was one that really stood out to me straight up. Uh, that's going to be the uh, Las Vegas Raiders uh, minus three versus the Eagles. Hello. Give me that. Like I'm putting money. 55 on it. Let's Ooh, roll. The big dog. I, uh, I I really thought that this week it was this was the first week without Gruden. Yeah. And I think that it was a it, it was kind of a reassuring thing for me to say, OK, they're going to be all right. Yeah, they're going to be all right because they went into Denver and they just they took care of business. Yep, no nonsense. No nonsense about it. I feel it. like it's going to be the same thing with the Eagles. I know, Thirty-four points. I know that the Eagles have played decently in a lot of their games, and against yeah. against the Bucks, they actually put up a pretty good fight. Yeah, backdoored uh, me so badly in that game. But at minus so three, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's too, too few of points in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I feel like that's a great pick. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go with – I mean, I love KC, Tennessee over 60, uh, 56 and a half. Uh, both those defenses are not good, uh, and they're looking pretty rough. So I absolutely love that over. Der- Derrick Henry's good for 200 yards in that 200 game. 200 easily. <laughs> Patrick I mean, Mahomes is good for six touchdowns in that game. No, I like it. That's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna do fifty-five dollars on that one too. Hello. Yeah, I miss I miss I like John on the Titans because I got him in fantasy and the Patriots. He just sucks ass. Yeah, no, so they terrible. can't seem to figure that out. Um. All right. Second bet. I'll put my thirty on the Browns minus four. See, yeah, that that's the one that I was kind of like, you know what? I feel like they're they're due for a good game. Uh, coming off an atrocious game against the they, they need to bounce back a little bit yeah. here. And uh, Denver is officially a team that I'm out on. I'm yeah. not out on the Browns. Again, similar to Vegas, it's a good spread. Yeah, yeah. Give me the Browns minus four first on Thursday night football too. I mean, oh yeah, that was uh, Baker's coming out party. That's perfect. Years ago, That's perfect. Uh, you can hold on to it. I got it all in the memory bank here. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll take I'll take Carolina minus three. I like that one on the road. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, Saquon, Kenny, and Daniel Jones are all out still. Uh, I feel like that would change things a little bit if they uh, are not. But I think either way, you know, I feel like Carolina is going to get it back on the right track. Like Darnold's going to get it together. He's had a couple bad games. Um, For what it's worth, it's uh, Sam Darnold's second trip to the Meadowlands. 
oh, this true. year, which true. is kind of funny. Uh, yeah. Well, the Giants are absolute tire fire, even if they do have those guys back. Yeah. Kadarius Tony's been pretty good the last two weeks, but well, he had a he had an, I think three catches for thirty yards yesterday, and right, so not as good as the week before. But no, definitely not. And on top of that, I'm pretty sure he got injured as well. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Daniel Jones four picks in his yeah. game, which yeah, they got to be they got to be looking for their next guy too pretty soon here. Um, no, I like it. Carolina's kind of the same boat as Cleveland. They need to come back and right the ship here. And this I is, think all three of – oh, no, Las Vegas won. This is a team where you, you should be able to go in there and bully them if you are any yeah. good. So, yeah, I like it. Uh, all right. I'll go – <laughs> I'll go. I'll go a little squirrely in this last one. I'll 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 do a little little saucy bet here. Something something little. This is saucy. <laughs> After they just pounded the Detroit Lions this week, I Ooh. think the Bengals are for real. Give me Ooh. that two. I like was it two forty five. Plus two forty five. I will take that. Uh, at Baltimore, fifteen dollars. I. The board is pretty slim pickings at this point, yeah. but I feel like I owe that to them after the absolute pounding that they gave us yes. this weekend. So letdown spot for Baltimore too. Bengals, be for real. Let's yes, go, please God. Um, my last bet. There's nowhere to go uh, but up when you hit the bottom of the barrel, and I believe that Miami is the perfect spot to bounce back they, they were the home. other team that i was i even though i've given up on them yeah that was the other team in there that i was like it's so it's gross, gonna happen it's so disgusting i hate doing it but i'm gonna take the miami dolphins money line against the atlanta falcons for my 15 dollar bet Hello, well you I know like for a 15 dollar bet i don't hate it yeah actually I, well i do but it's <laughs> but it's not it's you don't hard, have a lot of other options. Yeah, it's a hard bet to look at in the mouth. If they are going to have any semblance of, you know, recouping here yeah. and recovering this season, they got to start with this game because yes. this is a super winnable game for them. So yes, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about the uh, other team that's at the bottom of the barrel, the most bottom point of the barrel. Yes, the uh, absolute bottom of the bottom. Let's go! Can I, can I just kick off uh, th- this part with just a sound drop that I think sums up how we're all feeling right now? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. that's come on. Sunday's game. Uh, we'll just start there. We'll start there. There's there's a ton to talk about the Lions this week. I feel like, and I, yeah, I feel like I feel like the pressure's starting to starting to be felt. It's starting to sit in when you're the last team without a win, uh, and you come out the way that you did and just absolutely just take a dump on the field when it comes to offense. Well, maybe we, maybe we should start before the game then, because uh, like we're talking about a week here where Dan Campbell put his nuts on the table and uh, really said, basically said, I need my team to show up and perform this week. And uh, you know, he's fighting for his guys. And it's one of those kind of moments where, I was sold hook, line, sinker that these guys were going to come out and get a W. I mean, I know the Bengals are better than us. Obviously, that showed up on Sunday. But, you know, I was I was saying the whole time that if this is this is the game that they show Dan Campbell that they have, will fight for him and they'll go out and, and surprise people, I bought the narrative. Mm-hmm. I'm a fool for doing so. Hey, you and everybody. Yeah. Except well, me. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
Maybe you should apply some of that logic to follow the money sometimes. I know. That'd be great. I, I got to I gotta do that. But I bought in, uh, as many people did, that this was maybe going to be their week, and uh, obviously didn't happen. And it just hurts so much, too, when you see that fucking Urban Meyer goes oh, and gets his God. first win. and like it's so gross. And just the, the narrative all week long amongst people who watch football, who know the coaching drama, they're kind of like, man – you know, I know the Lions and Jags are both 0 and 5, but like the Lions are so much better of an 0 and 5 than the Jaguars. Yeah. And uh, now the Lions are alone, they're 0 and yeah. 6 alone. Yeah. And you can blame that on matchup, you know, you can blame that on talent, but we are where we are. Yeah. No, it was, um, it was a very brutal game right from the get go. Um, let's talk about the first series. Um, we get, uh, I think, a second down and seven, maybe, I think. And Hawk goes out, catches a ball, and uh, picks up the first down. Flag comes in. Uh, not set right. Ineligible, like, formation or something like that. And Hawk was in the wrong spot. Stupid penalty. Very stupid penalty. Yep. Sloppy. So now second and 12. Uh I think we get a false start on Penne. And it's so frustrating seeing a false start happen at home. <laughs> like, those should never happen when you're a home team. Right. You know, and it happened. We must have gotten four or five false starts. And it's like, how how are we doing this in week six? And well, they, they kill drives. They absolutely kill drives. Yeah, and I think it doesn't help when you're missing, you know, you're missing your leadership with yeah, Frank Ragnow and Taylor Decker, Decker on the yeah. line. I mean, you, you need those guys to bring everybody in and, you know, cut those, nip those penalties in the butt while you can. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so offense, you know, stutters out and they go three and out. The defense, um, they didn't look terrible. Um, no, they, the first half they looked they looked good. They were they were they did enough. They did enough absolutely. to keep us in the game. And like I think the score going into half was ten nothing. Ten nothing. So um there's two lapses from the defense in that first half. First one was um Jalen Reeves Maven got put on an island against their running back on like third and eleven, and he got absolutely torched. I rewatched it this morning. That's it was the touchdown throw. Yes, yeah. it was embarrassing. Um, but he shouldn't be doing that. Like he shouldn't be out there on single coverage. Tracy Walker should have that upside or that that uh, that deep area. And you know, like what what do we think was going to happen? Jalen Reese Maven is a good player. He's a good special teams player. He's not the worst linebacker I've ever seen in my life. He got torched. Um, so. You know what do you what do you, what can you expect? The other thing was um, Jerry Jacobs, who did a pretty pretty good job on Jamar Chase yesterday. Yeah, man, he uh, he's been solid so far. I mean, it's it's not saying much, but but he's definitely looked like he was he's looked better than I thought he would. Just being a guy that got off the street and just yeah. you know insert him into high pressure situations yeah. from week to week. So another third down play um, and. Jamar Chase just gets by Jerry Jacobs, and it it's like one of those plays where like it's gonna happen with Joe Burrow, 
and Jamar Chase. Like, those are two good players. They made a great play. They're having a special year so far. Yeah. And, like, even the announcers was like, they have, it was, you know, Jamar Chase basically just runs a streak route and gets by Jerry Jacobs and Burrow just drops the ball in the uh, pocket and they get three points out of it. But, like, even the announcer said, they just have that down perfectly, like that throw and catch. Like they just have it down pat. And like and it's, it's a hard. it's a fresh enough combo with the two of them that the the rest of the NFL is still they haven't caught on to it yeah. yet, and they're they're getting away with it right now. So yeah. it's it's worked out super well for them this whole season. And I don't want to pick on Jerry Jacobs because I really do think he he played a great game yesterday, but I'm going to pick on Will Harris. Because now Will Harris is slowly becoming like my Anzalone. Like I hate Will Harris, and I think he is not good at all. He was late on covering to that, uh, getting into that coverage. He is constantly getting beat. He's taking bad angles. He can't make tackles. Like him and Tracy Walker. Tracy Walker has played lights out this year. Lights out. He had one. He, he basically caused the first pick, and then should have had a second pick. But hit him right in the chest and he dropped it. That's why he plays defense and not offense. But yeah, those two. So like, we slow down this this Bengals offense to the point where we only give up ten points in the first half, and the offense has put up six points in the last four first halves. Six points in what is that? Eight quarters of football, yeah, like that is an abomination. They it was the first time this season that, and they've been they have not been a very good offense this season no. at all. But it was the first time this season when I was just like these guys look putrid. Yeah, this is just the offense looks so bad. It's just a non-starter, and you know they're the the best that they have looked this season by a mile was that first half against the Packers when they had that a scripted. Plan ready to go. Golf was comfortable. That was that was peak Lions offenses here. Since then, I have not seen one drive that's looked no. as good as that that mm-hmm. game. Not one. Uh, yesterday was by far the worst they've looked all like year. Swift and Williams. I mean, like give credit where credits due. Bengals defense, they're not bad. No, but I mean, they didn't score their first points until like eight minutes left in the game, and they kicked a field goal. You know, it was it was so it was so bad from our offense. Jared Bengals Goff, defense is not like I don't think they're to blame here. I think it's truly just the the bad of the offense. It's just, yeah. it's just how really terrible they are. Yeah, like they're the problem here. Like the, the Bengals didn't need to be an amazing defense to shut these guys down. They, no, they looked no. terrible. Yeah, the offensive line looked pretty bad, but at the same time, Goff has got to get rid of the fucking ball. He's holding on to it way too long, and I know, like... He's had enough time. Yeah. He's had enough time to make a decision and get rid of it. Yeah. Like, even even without Ragdown Decker, like, yesterday he had a lot of moments where he had enough time to throw. Yeah. And he took forever as and he, he ends has up done. taking a sack. Yeah. yeah. It's happened. And he didn't fumble. He didn't fumble, which is good. But he's also, like, just not taking chances. And it's like, dude, we're 0-6. Throw the rock. Like, but like nobody but, cares but if who? you're throwing picks now. But to who? Like let let one of these guys try to go make a play at least. Like don't just hold on to the ball because you're worried about throwing a pick. I've got I've got a I've got a um 
a proposal I want to make of my own to Lions Nation after after specifically to to Brad Sherlock Holmes. But let's finish recapping this game. It's about the receivers. Let's, yeah. let's recap this. Let's finish it. So I mean, like the offense in general, I do like how they they made a solid effort to get Hawk back in the game. Yeah, because he like was terrible over the last two weeks, but he has. But I mean, like even at that, any, any first half when he touched the ball, swarmed. Like they did not let him breathe at all, so like it, it's pointless basically because he is like our one true weapon, and teams are just going to continuously shut him down. Yeah, and so like, well, yeah, teams aren't going to game plan for Khalif Raymond. Yeah, and they're not going to game plan for, you know, I, I like him on Ross St. Brown, and I've been really optimistic about him on the podcast, but like, he's he's just he's a rookie. I mean, he's yeah. not he's not ready to be he's not a justin jefferson level rookie he's not a no. jamar chase level rookie he's he's just a regular ass rookie yeah. in the league and he looks like a fifth round draft pick. i think he's got potential yeah. and he, i think he could be a great slot receiver and like a, a like an offense that has two other big guys and a you know a solid bunch of like guys around him but right now is wide receiver one i mean no. no yeah he does not look good does not look good at all um Swift didn't look good. The run game in general looked terrible. Blame that on bad O line this week. Yeah. I mean, you know. For the offense, it just it really does feel like a, a game where you just throw that tape out. You're like, let's start over. Well, Dan Campbell, I'm kind of jumping to the end of the game here, but Dan Campbell was um the for the first time that I've noticed in a press conference after a Lions game, he was actually very upset with the team and yeah. they did not he said there was nothing to like in this game, pretty much. No, no and, not a uh, single thing. Which you know, we're even giving the defense a little bit of flowers here, just saying they did a couple things right. But yeah, but, it, I was going to say the first half defense played great. Yeah, it second crumbled. half, like they kind of fell apart. Well, um, I mean, how can you ask them to keep getting? I know up? that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, they, they have nothing to support them. Like, like if if they had scored, the line scored two touchdowns up to the point in the third quarter, that defense probably could have held them down. Yeah. It probably could have been a much closer game, but you totally can't agree. you can't keep and they had to go up so fast too because the offense just kept yep. turning it over and, and punting it and getting rid of the ball so quick that yeah. they just had no time to rest and like they just got this got beat. It was it was yep. an ugly, ugly loss. Ugly loss. All right. Well, uh, what's your proposal? All right, uh, Lions fans. This is this is my proposal or question, I guess really. It's more of a question. I said to Lucas when we were going to the game or we were having lunch before the game. Why aren't we making more of an effort to just sign a veteran receiver or two? Because the thing is, I I completely understand if it's like we don't want to trade draft assets to get a receiver. I get that. You don't want to do that. You're you uh have not been looking in the news today, huh? No. Uh we're on like Brad Holmes is coming out and saying that we're looking to trade for a wide receiver. Oh, well, all right. But it's not like I like your idea of going out and signing a veteran receiver. Yeah, well, I don't want to give up draft capital for yeah, a receiver. Exactly. I, I want to it bring makes in a veteran. No sense for us to go and trade for a wide receiver right now. But more specifically, my proposal is a certain player who I don't know what his skill level is at this point because he's a free agent and he has not had as good of you know the last couple of years as he did in Detroit at one time, but Golden Tate is a respected Lions veteran. He's a free agent right now. And he finished up with the Giants, I think, two years ago. I don't think he's played. I don't think he played last year. 
I don't think maybe he did. I can't remember. But he hasn't gotten a call this year. I don't even know if he'd be willing to come back and play. But like, you know, if it's a thing where you just need more hands and you need someone who's going to be a good locker room presence, like he's an he's a well respected lion. Yeah, he would definitely be very embraced well. by coming back here. Yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't mind finishing up his career here because yeah. he probably had his best years here. Arguably, I mean, Seattle yeah. is a good run too, but yeah. yeah. So I, I mean. He's he's a player that I think would be a perfect fit for what we need right now. And now that you're telling me that Bob Quinn is or not Bob Quinn that uh, the Brad Holmes thing about trading capital for receiver, I, I don't like that idea. No, unless there's no point. Unless it's a guy who's what 22 and like yeah. he's got a ton of upside. Like yeah, maybe, but like I, I don't I don't even like that that much. No, no, it, it I'm really, all for a bargain player at this yeah, point. It really doesn't make any sense that we would go and trade for a wide receiver when we're. Oh, and six. Jared Goff does not have enough to work with right no. now. And I know it. he's getting piled on this week big time, even by Dan Campbell a little bit too. Yeah. And justifiably so, because we've talked about his problems many, many times in the show so far. But, like, yeah. the dude has nothing to work with. Yeah. Nothing. Well, I mean, to, uh, to your point, I mean, Campbell did come out and say, like, we feel like we can't evaluate him well enough currently because of what's around him. Yeah, and it's and like, like I, that's I just fair, but at the same time, like they're the ones who put the roster together. Yeah, I the mean, ones who put the roster together, and like all we're asking for is to be competitive, which at times they have, but at times like they look so so far away from whatever we're trying to get to. I I understand that maybe you know they won't they'll never say it, but. If they're tanking, that's one thing. But yeah. they don't seem like they're wanting to do that. No, I don't think so. Either. All of the perception from the GM, from the coach, from everyone involved has made it sound like we're going to be competitive. They haven't promised wins. They haven't promised a specific win total or, or you know, lack thereof. But they, they've made it pretty clear that they're not looking to tank. Yeah. So address the wide receiver position. And for God's sakes, don't trade a bunch of assets to get one yeah see like i'm i'm getting real nervous that holmes is gonna go trade like a fucking second rounder for brandon Ayuk. yeah like i hate that yeah like i would hate that like it's like cool man we have brandon Ayuk. we still suck and he's gonna need a new deal in two years yeah. and he's not gonna want to come back no why would he you need to get guys who are cheap and expendable like, players yeah. right now and, and like one year deal and like let him come in, let him do his thing, and then, I don't know, like reevaluate next year. It's pretty much what Tyrod Williams was supposed to be. Yeah. But the thing is that he has not been that because he hasn't played. Yeah. And they his still... Con- they, his concussion must be really bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But they need someone someone to fill that role. My proposal is it should be Golden Tate. I think he's probably still got something left in the tank. He'd, it'd be a move that the fans would love. He's a well-respected guy, especially in this city. I, I think it would be a move that they should consider. I agree. I'll get off my soapbox now. Yeah. Let's let's preview next week's uh, ultimate bloodbath preview. Yeah. Um, the, the Lions game of the year, probably not in a good way, but yeah, it's the game of no, the year. It definitely will be. It definitely will be the Lions game of the year. Um, I'm not looking forward to it, but at the same time, uh, by the laws of nature. We are in for a bounce back game. Uh, you know, oh, stop. <laughs> are you? Um, Look at me when you're talking to me. This is insane, you fool. Hear me. I, I just I don't even start with that. Um, 
I mean, this, it, I'm telling you, bro, it's tail old as time. And, you know, we, we lose that heartbreaker against Baltimore. And then everybody's like, oh, well, there might be some life. And then everybody's like, well, I think they might beat the Bears. I don't know. Let's see how it goes. And then we come out and we lay an egg against the Bears. Everybody's like, well, they're dead. They're terrible. And then we're 10-point dogs against Minnesota. Rightfully so. Uh, and then we come out and we barely lose to Minnesota off a last-second field goal. So now everybody's like, oh, well, there might be some life there. Dan Campbell cries on the podium. Yada, yada, yada. We come out and we lay another egg against Cincinnati. So now, I mean, what part of that recap makes you think maybe they have a chance? Well, what? we're due for a bounce back game. Like, what we, does that mean to you? We die, and then we have a bounce back game and get everybody's hopes. What does up. that mean, though? Um, I think maybe we because it doesn't by, mean a W. I maybe we lose by one possession, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal. I don't know. So I think like they're going to be competitive in this game. The the lapse in logic here is that it's Matthew Stafford versus the Lions. Yeah. Okay. That's he, true. He he's is going to want to shit on us. He's going to want to put up a show. Yeah. And, like 400 uh, yards, four touchdowns. It's in LA. Yeah. It's, uh, I think it's a buried one o'clock game, but. 405. Oh, okay. Four o'clock game. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I normally look, they're playing like the, you know, the Panthers or like the Washington football team. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe I could get behind that, but they're playing the LA Rams who are led by Matthew Stafford playing against his old team who look like one of the four real Super Bowl contenders who are arguably one of the best teams in the NFL. Did you see Stafford's no look pass yesterday? Yeah. Well, see, I, oh we, we said we've seen him his whole career. Yeah. I mean, we've seen him, but it's been talked oh about nonstop. God, so cool. It was a good throw. He balled out this week. He had, he had an yeah. amazing week. Great game. I think he got player of the week on her, so good for him. But uh, no, nah, man, it's I'm sorry. There's there's no there's no outcome where this is a W. Oh, okay. So I agree with that. Yeah. I'm just saying I think there is uh, a good chance we are competitive and it's a lot closer than everybody thinks we're going to do. How about in the next week we trade for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? <laughs> And then we just expedite the rebuild and yeah. we'll just get a bunch of like veteran free agents and just cobble together a Frankenstein team. Yeah. Then maybe we could have a chance against LA. Um, then maybe we'd have a chance to lose by a score. Here's the other thing that you're forgetting, Al. It's not just a revenge game for Matthew Stafford. Bear me. It's also a revenge game for Jared Goff. <laughs> this could be the game. This could be the game that if he goes out there and looks so bad oh. that David Blau goes in, his career's over. Oh, that could that could happen. I know that that is that is like a nuclear scenario. Yeah. But like I'm saying if he if he's got if he's seeing ghosts and McVeigh has cooked something up special for him. God, and you know and, and you know McVeigh's cooking up something special for him. And we are looking at his worst performance as a line to this point where people are starting to scratch their heads and go, maybe we should put David Blau in. Uh, the, this is the yeah. week where he could <laughs> lose his career. I think so. I really do I, think so. It's very it's actually a very good point. This is I don't think that'll happen. I think I, I think, think it's possible. I think I'm, I'm. I don't think it's gonna happen. I think they'll give him more time. But yeah, this could be a very bad week for Jared Goff. There's gonna be no 
chance of him going in there and having his revenge game. This is this is Matthew Stafford's revenge week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is not about Jared Goff. Let's make that yeah. clear. He might have a little moment. I mean, the game that might be like a dual thank you video or something like that. I mean, they're, they're they don't hate the guy. They just I think McVay does. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's I dude, when you put that thought in my head, oh no. Because who knows him better? Yeah. I mean, who knows this guy better? Like the guy McVay who tried to fix him. Yeah, like literally was holding his hand for like his first three years in the NFL. That's the other concern we did when we talk about with Jared Goff this week is that there's all sorts of talk that they've been uh dumbing down dumbing the playbook down the and you he's know not, he's not doing a good job adjusting and like he's not like making like you know adjustments right to the play reads, call the right yeah. reads he's m- missing a ton of throws a ton of them yeah he um he is i think 29th in average yards per throw and i think he's 31st in uh depth of target yeah. But he'll beat out Gino in a couple weeks for that. I mean, Gino will slip to 29, hopefully, at some yeah. point. Uh, um, but you know what's so funny is that he's fifth in attempts. So he's throwing the ball. Dude, he had 16 completions yesterday in the fourth quarter. The 41 attempts or something like that. He had 99 yards. God. <laughs> Find me a quarterback that has 16 completions but doesn't have over 100 yards throwing. You can't. You can't find that. Like, that's so ridiculous. Before I throw up thinking more about this <laughs> week and what's to come with the uh, with the Rams game, I'm sure that's going to be our biggest talking point coming up. But do you have a final score prediction for this game coming up? Uh, LA 27, Detroit 17. Okay. Uh that's nice. I mean, that's – see, I, I, I think Stafford's going to put up way more of a show than that. I, I think it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a 38-10 final. 38-13 final. Lions will squeak another field goal. But, yeah, he's, he's going to go out there and have at least four touchdowns, if not five. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, by you know, the time they pass 30, he'll be on the bench for the rest of the game, just high-fiving yeah. and loving life and – Thinking about how great the Rams are. Kelly is just going to be up there. Fuck you, Detroit. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think. Oh, oh that's – come on. Should we move on to uh, the Fantastic Fantasy Corner? Yes. Uh, no, sorry, but... last thing, last thing. Yeah, sure. Um, spread opened up at 13 and a half, already up to 16. People are hammering the Rams. See, that <sighs> – Okay, sixteen points is a lot. That's I don't. Lot. I really do think that we'll cover this. I mean, I just said they covered, but yeah. anyways, yeah. All right, let's do fantasy football. All right, Al. Um, I got two players in mind uh, that I think are available in a lot of leagues, and I have been drunk for forty-eight hours straight, yeah. so. I do not have anyone ready to talk about. I am sober now, but yes. uh, I'm just going to let you run with these two players. I will I will chime in and give my thoughts on them. But, yes. uh, yeah, Daddy's bringing nothing to the table this week. so That is all right. We will piggyback on these two guys. Um, that sounds I want so winners. weird. Yeah. Um, no, I'm leaving that in, though. Um, all right. So I think these two guys are running backs on uh, some – 
decently powered offense. And I'm going to say you should add one of them if you can, but don't add the other one if you can't or if you can. Um, first guy, I think he had like a 19, 20 point game in ESPN standard scoring yesterday. Uh, Kenyon Drake. I like that. Yeah. I don't think you should add him. You don't think you should? No. Okay. He had six touches yesterday. He had that nice touchdown, though. He had that touchdown. Uh, he had two catches and I think like three rushing attempts. I can tell you as, rushing an, attempts. as an aggravated Josh Jacobs owner that I wouldn't mind having the two of them on the same roster. I mean, that would not be a bad idea. I, I guess you'd be kind of in a bad spot, though, because it's like you're not going to play them both. No. I mean, you're going to play I think one. You, unfortunately, I think you're rooting for an injury one of them yikes um which obviously we never root for injuries but um that's just reality um but before Sorry yesterday <laughs> before yesterday he had gotten like two or three attempts in the last two games too like he is just unfortunately not a huge part of their offense well but uh here's the flip side okay yeah the raiders this week i i who's their interim coach do you know Oh, name. I have no idea. Completely forgot the interim coach's name, but they have someone else in their play calling right now, and it's a different offensive philosophy. And we saw more of Kenyon Drake this week. I, I would, I would. His touches didn't really necessarily increase, though. Like he had a couple touches, and he happened to score touchdowns on two of them. Like I don't think like his touches will increase anytime soon. I think really the only way that he can get that kind of points are through touchdowns, in which in reality. That's just not going to happen. Well, the broadcast kind of made an interesting point about about him that the Josh Jacobs is obviously their their go to number one, yeah. and then Jalen Richard is kind of like this third down like, like pass back. kind of passing back, yeah. and like they have a they've scheme for him, and they like he's got a role specific role, and Kenyon Drake is kind of just like floating around. Eh? Like, yeah. What do we do with I'm him here? And I it makes the signing kind of curious. Yeah, to begin with. yeah, it really didn't make any any sense when they did it. Because when he played in Arizona the year before, he looked really good in yeah. that offense. And, like, in Miami, even back then, he looked pretty good. And, like, he seems like he would be a DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, one-two punch kind of featured player. Yeah. He has not been that yet. You're saying he's not going to become that. I don't That's, think so. You don't think he – you feel that. I mean, they got to – they got to do something with the offense to get him in there, get him more touches. I mean, like right now, the guy's only getting four to five touches a game, and that's both rushing and catching, which he can do both. I mean, yeah. he, got, he scored a touchdown both ways yesterday, uh, but he's just not getting the touches. That, and it's also a little bit ridiculous for Oakland because you're paying this guy all this money. Like, get him the ball. Oh, but weird. at the same time, there's so many mouths to feed on that team. Absolutely. Think about and it. And they're, they're, I'd say, first and foremost, they're a passing offense. That's yeah. the biggest part, too. I oh, mean, yeah. Absolutely. They got lots of receiver talent. Darren Waller's great. Yeah, yeah. They're going to throw the ball. And Derek Carr's playing nuts this year. He's playing really good. Yeah. Very good. Who's your uh, Who's your second guy? I think you should add this guy. Um, I think he's going to be very crucial in the passing game moving forward. Unfortunately, there was an injury to RB1 on this team uh, yesterday. So I think he's going to get uh, – this guy will get a lot more carries. I I think I know who you're going to go with. But just, Interesting. Go ahead. I'm going to guess it's that guy in the Bears, that uh, that rookie running back. Uh, who, good guess. But a great day. He had yeah. a great day yesterday. Uh, I actually am talking about former Lions player J.D. McKissick. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. So and, does Gibson get hurt again? Uh, Antonio Gibson went down yesterday. He did not have a good game. Uh, McKissick, I think, had eight catches for 50 yards. Uh, like, he's just going to be like that crucial dump off for what's his name? Henneke. Henneke, yep. Well, uh, you know what, man? It's funny because it's kind of like a, a repeat of last year a little bit. I mean, Gibson went down at a certain point at, towards the end of the season, really close to the end of the season, actually, like last week or two. But McKissick ended up being a pretty like pivotal point of the offense from then on, and he yeah. actually looked decent. He looked okay. No, like he yeah. had one of his better ten years in the NFL with that team. He's been on a couple now, but yeah, now nah, man, I, I like that a lot. Do you know who's behind him though? Uh, I don't even know if he's behind him, but there is another running back there. I can't remember who it is, but there's another running back there, and I would assume that they're going to be splitting carries moving forward because Darius Geis is long gone. Yeah, I, I yeah. Uh, yeah, I cannot remember for the life of me who it is. Is Chris Thompson still there? Is maybe that's no, who it is? No, I don't think that's who it is. But McKissick only had eight carries, but, I mean, he had, I think, 45 yards on the ground, which is good, very good. Yeah, it's the, my, my thing with them is just they're just a bad team. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Like, Their offense seems to have something in place. I don't know. They only scored 13 points against the Chiefs, who – Arguably have the worst defense in the NFL, yeah, worse than ours. Not great. Um, so that's a little questionable. But before that, I mean, like they were putting up some serious numbers consistently. Well, I, I'm definitely an advocate for for taking a, a chance on a guy like a JD McKissick who's going to be inserted into that offense and have a a, a prime role. And even yeah. if it doesn't pan out, it's a good thing to take a chance on. I yeah, feel like and definitely in a PPR league too. Yeah, like he's gonna get. I feel like he's gonna get a ton of catches. It, that, yeah, that's that's nice. That'd be a nice pickup. I like yeah. that. All right. Well, shall we close the show out? Yeah, man. I need to go to bed. Yes, I do too. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Gray and Zero's podcast. You know what? I'm thinking about just uh, content for our TikTok. We really should clip off that. Uh, our prediction of Jared Goff uh, having the worst game of, of his career I, next week. We can definitely do that because that will, that has a very good chance to age very well. Yes. Yes. Um, definitely give us a follow uh, at greater and zeros pod on TikTok and Twitter. Had a really good one yesterday. Yes, we did. Yeah. It, that seems to be doing pretty well. I got to add in the freaking hashtags, <laughs> which I forgot to do because I was wasted. Um, <laughs> uh, follow us on YouTube. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry. The last couple of weeks, uh, not a whole lot of content on YouTube. Just been really busy in, in real life and our big yes. boy jobs and, yeah. and just life in general. So uh, we'll we'll get more stuff going on there uh, in the next couple of weeks here. But it's a little yes. dead on there right now. So yes. apologies Absolutely. for that. But we'll we won't forget. Yes. <laughs> um, Al, anything else? Uh, nope. Just thank you for listening, and uh, let's uh, let's try to not drink ourselves uh, stupid and blind next week after the Lions take on the LA Rams. That's going to be that's going to be the worst game of the year. (laughs) Stafford's best, our worst. Yes, yeah, that's definitely going to be a low point. Sorry to end it on a on a low point, but there it is. Kind of where we're at right now. Enjoy yourselves. Bye bye.